Hello. Anybody there? Hello. 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 Anybody there? Hello. I'm looking for you. Yes, you. I'm looking for the good people. Yes. Hold on. I'm adjusting my mic. Thank you. Okay, so we are on. This is your favorite friend. Hello, my name is Lee Jackson, America's finest watchman. And for those of you that have not asked for my list, shame on you. For shame. What is wrong with you? Don't forget, you can get the list by emailing me at leejacksonwatches at gmail.com. Lee Jackson watches one word at gmail.com. Hello. All right. So I have a few things I want to talk about today. Number one, um, I decided that I was going to get some a new watch. I'm going to tell you the whole story because it's to me it's amusing. To you it's educational. So I came up with a budget. Anywhere from $300 to $1,100 for a watch. Now I know there's some of you out there that will go, what's wrong with this guy? I'm spending five, 10 grand. That to me, that's not the fun of it. The fun of it is to find, to punch up and find a much better deal. That's what it's all about. In my opinion, much better deal. So I'm out there looking around and I'm looking at brands where I know they have lower end stuff you can get your hands on. So I was looking at IWC and I was looking at, uh, let's see, Ulysses Nardin, but I want the newer, the newer stuff. And Gerard Pergo too. Not the old stuff that's it's run of the mill anybody's. I don't want that. That stuff's a dime a dozen. I'm looking more for the newer, more modern design stuff that made them so hot. All three of those companies, IWC. The difference here is, Gerard Pergo and Ulysses Norden, if you go back to the old days, they had watches that were mass marketed and they put in cheap movements. They put in like a shield movements. They were not the quality that you have today. At some point, Gerard Pergo and Ulysses Norden decided to become high end watch companies. And to that regard, they changed over everything. They started making in-house movements better using better movements making their quality much better. Their designs are incredibly fabulous. Um, and they changed completely what they do and how they do it. They went from a, you know, a good watch company, but now they're frigging great. One of the best. I mean, their designs are second to none. So I started looking over there and I found one piece. I found a Gerard Pergo Richeville tank that was $5.99 to $6.99, something like that. And I thought, hmm, that's in the price range. And it's modern. Don't know what kind of movement's in it. Probably uh, Etta or something. I don't know if it's their own. But it's a 90s watch. And in the 90s, GP was kind of switching over. They were coming up with much better designs. And not all their watches had in-house movements. Now today, most of them do. And their movements are really good. So I was looking at that stuff and I looked at this uh, tank, a GP tank, big, really big, long tank, very thin, 
long. Didn't have a great design to it. It was kind of plain, but nice. And I looked at it carefully, and I could see that around the bezel was really smashed up. Had some big wango dings in it. And the case was looked like it had been beaten up. You know, not terribly so, but enough to bother me. I want stuff that's cherry. That's really what I'm looking for. So I thought about that one. I said, you know, it's really right in the sweet spot that I want to spend. And it's a GP and it's a Richville. And I think it was stainless. I don't think it was two-tone. But it looked like the bezel. There's a little skinny bezel next to the crystal that looked like it was gold colored. But it had some big dings in it, which you can't get out. I mean, they're there permanently and I could see it. So that was a negative. And they don't want a lot of negatives. So somebody once said to me, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And I always think that that is the way to think of things because you can't go crazy because I lose so much stuff that I don't go crazy over. That's the whole trick of buying and collecting anything is you got to stand pat. You can't let your emotions run away with you and go, oh, but more, I want that really bad. Boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden you've way overpaid. Can't do that. You have to hold your ground. So I looked at those things. And then I went and looked at IWC. Now, IWC is an interesting company. Their older stuff is still usually in-house movement, really good quality. So it doesn't matter. And there's tons of older IWCs. They're kind of plain looking, but they're nice. Large, they're not small. Nice, some are automatics. There's tons of them. And you can easily pick up a nice one for five, six, seven hundred bucks. Easy. I mean, easy peasy squeezy. So I looked at those and I thought, you know, I don't want something older this time around. I want something modern. They don't have to worry about. You know, I could throw it on, thrash it. But I don't mean hurt it, but, you know, do my normal thing with it. And I don't have to worry that it's old and delicate and this. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get away from that. So I kept looking. And what I did was I put in parameters of what I was willing to pay and see what would come up. Now, with Ulysses Nardin, you couldn't get anything for under about 1200 bucks. They did have watches, and yes, they're older watches. The only thing you got going for you is the name. The quality is not there, but the name is. And it's got the anchor on the dial, which is kind of nice. But I like their new stuff. I think their new stuff, the designs are just amazing. The old stuff, eh, it's plain, no big deal. Cheap. So I didn't want those. I wanted to see where does it cross over money-wise from the older stuff to the newer, more modern-looking pieces. And it's out of my budget. Same thing with GP. The stuff that I like, it's all 12, 13, 14, 1500 and up. And I'm really trying to get to the lower end of my my uh, buying price. I really didn't want to spend 11 or 1200 if I could help it. And then I thought about it further and I said, well, wait a minute. What am I really looking for? Okay, well, let's define what I'm looking for. So what I'm looking for is pretty much a weekend watch because I'm wearing the GP all the time. I never take it off. But I thought, you know, a fun weekend watch might be cool. Quartz or not, I don't care. 
So I started looking around and looking around and I happened on to a website where they had Chamay watches and they had some men's that I thought were really handsome, really nice looking. They look modern. They look like a lot of money, the way they're made, the way they're designed. They're really nice. And I realized that some of the same watches are being sold by three, four, five different people. And this is happening a lot in Japan. So I'm warning you. So, you know, one of the tricks that I noticed is that what they're doing, and I've run into this now three, four times. So I know it's not me. One person has a watch and all these dealers will grab it, take pictures of it or the same picture, post it and put a different price on it. And then when you quiz them on it, they don't know what to tell you. Because I didn't even think they have the watch. Because I asked a question. There was a GP that I liked. It had a hobnail bezel and I asked about it. They couldn't even answer me. They said, we don't have any information on this watch. I'm like, okay, then guess what? I won't be buying it. Because if you don't want to answer me, I'm not buying. And I kept looking. And I kept thinking about this Shame uh, that I really liked. But they wanted so much for it. They wanted, it's like 800 and something. And I thought, it's a quartz watch for this kind of money. You know, I can, the, what happens to me is I get, I kind of fall into the trap smart though. Of what can I do with the money? How can I punch up with this money? To me, the money buys you higher than you can think on your own. If you're careful, if you look, if you're really patient. So I thought about it and I said, hey, I'm going to spend $800 on a freaking quartz chronograph. They're a dime a dozen. And yeah, it had not a quartz movement, which is fine. And there are no problems when they're quartz. You don't have to worry about winding them. You put them in your drawer. You take them out. They're always running. That's kind of nice, that part. And I kept thinking about it. Should I get this thing? Should I get this thing? I thought about it for days. Because I don't want to rush. So, long story short, the one that I like, there were like five different dealers that had the same watch. One of the ways you can tell, you're going to find this really interesting because I did is all the watches are set to the same time. When you look at the dial, it says 10.09 or 10.10. All of them. And you can tell. And it's coming from Japan. And you can tell. And the reason I'm saying this is because when it's they're doing that, you are up against a problem. You can't get the information you need, or so far I've been able to. And they won't deal with you either. Because they're all just grabbing it, seeing if it's going to sell. It's like throwing something against the wall and see if it sticks. So that's kind of what they're doing. So now I've been telling you for a long time that I have this guy who's in Japan that I bought from. And that guy's very reasonable and his quality is excellent. He doesn't piddle around and, you know, tell you it's great when it's not. If he tells you it's good, it's good. And I've told you many times, if you want the guy's name, contact me, send me an email and I'll be glad to give it to you. Now I know the guy and I know a lot of you have asked for his name and he does pretty good. So he was one of the people that was showing this watch. So I sent him an email and I said, uh, 
I'm an old customer of yours and I'm interested in this watch. What's the best price? Can you do any better? And I get some crazy email back from him. And imagine I bought from him, I don't know, three, four pieces. And every time I buy, he discounts them for me. He's really good about it. I'm very happy with the guy. I get an email. Sorry, I can't do anything on this one. I put it up at the lowest price, blah, blah, blah. And I went, here we go. So they're all getting it from someone that has it. They're not telling you anything. They're not able to discount it. They're not able to do anything. So be prepared. And yes, it said 1010 on it. And the watch, I saw the watch in different uh, dials and it all said 1010 and they were <laughs> from Japan and they were all in different prices all over the place. And it just thinks, I just feel like this is some kind of conspiracy almost. You know, I was talking to somebody about this and they go, was well, it bad? I go, not really. They're not trying to rip you off. They're just playing around. You know, you have one watch and five people are showing it and they're all on the same websites together. It's kind of screwy. So I was going to try to find what this guy said to me. Let me read you what I said to you. Let me find uh, what I said to this guy because I think it's pertinent to our discussion. I do. I think it's important. Oh, you know where I, okay. I know where to find a message. Smart, smart, smart. Okay. Let me look. And again, thank you for all the nice messages. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, yeah, there was another watch that I had seen that was an IWC and a couple people had it from Japan. And I ask questions because a lot of times they don't describe it properly. They go gold. It's a gold watch. What does that mean? Gold filled, gold plated, solid gold, 18, 14, 9, 10. What is it? So they had a nice watch at a really good price. And I was really thinking I was going to buy it. And I said, what type of gold is this watch? And... The person said, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. This item has sold on another site. I said, what is the diameter of this watch and what kind of gold is it? It was an IWC. It was a modern IWC. It was quartz round, but it was really beautiful. And it was $740. And I didn't get an answer, so I sent him another one. Hi, I'm interested, but I need to know the size of the case and the type of gold. Thanks. Sorry, I'm sorry, this item, this item is sold on another site. So they're treating you like bad. I'm not real pleased. Then I had sent another guy. There was a Gerard Perigo. It was a nice tank, kind of oddball, with hobnail bezel. It says gold. So I said, what is the dimension of this watch? You can't tell from a picture how big is it. And what kind of gold is it? And listen to the answer I got again from Japan. Thank you for your question. We are unable to answer questions regarding the details of this product. I'm sorry. And there were no details in the listing. Isn't that weird? And it didn't sell, by the way. And I certainly am not going to buy it. Not, uh, not, when I, not when I do these things. Okay, so here's what I wrote the guy in Japan. Well, I know the guy. I mean, I'm not, 
I'm not friendly, friendly with him, but I bought from him. He's been very fair. Hi, I am your customer, bought a few watches from you. What's your best price on this? Listen to the answer. Thank you for asking. We're listing on eBay with our best price. For that reason, we cannot discount. I'm sorry I was unable to be of assistance. Thank you. Best regards. I mean, what the hell? These people are putting a product and can't even discuss it or explain it or give you details. Do not buy. If that's the case, run. Because think about it. If you get the watch and it says gold and you look and it's not solid gold, it's some kind of other, and you go, wait a minute, this isn't what you said. They're going to go, we didn't say it was that kind of gold. So the more info you can get out of them, the better it is. Because if it's not correct, you can return it and say, hey, you said this and it's not this, it's that. So that's why I always tell people, make sure before you commit to buy, unless you can walk in and look at it at a store. That's a different story. I'm talking about online. You know, I see these programs all day long. People buy cars online. They're all screwed up. And the mechanics go, we told you a million times, do not buy unless you can stand in front of it and see it. Okay, well, you can't with a watch either. So what do you do? You got to take a leap of faith. But one thing is who are you and what are you dealing with? And when you find somebody that is legit, straight, that's the kind of person you want to deal with again. Now, am I going to hold it against this guy in Japan? Probably not. If I see something else he's got and I'm in the mood, I'm in a buying mood, I'll ask him again, what do you, what can you do? Because this is, this is like, I don't know, out of four times, three times I got good with him and one time not so good, but he wasn't mean or anything. He was nice. But it just tells me this is some kind of game these guys are all playing. Whether it's that they don't want to have to buy stuff and just have it on consignment. You think about this. Most of these people buy these things to sell. But if you take a picture that somebody else has and post it, you don't have to buy the piece. If it sells, you go to the other person and say, hey, I want it. Now, I have run into this where I want to buy something and they go, oh, sorry, just like that other guy. Sold on another website. I mean, what are you doing? Are you selling it or what? Why are you posting if you can't sell or you don't want to sell? So it's just Japan. It's just for some reason it says 1009, 1010 on the dial. Every one of those watches, that's one of the ways you can tell is look at the time on the watch. Isn't that interesting? And you wouldn't know it. Okay, so to continue. So I've been furiously looking at all kinds of watches. Oh my gosh. I've been looking at brands like you can't believe to try to find something that I want. Remember, it's got to be something that turns me on. I'm not buying to resell it. I'm buying because I want it. So if I can't find anything that I really like at the price point, either I keep looking or I forget it. But I'm thinking I it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a nice weekend watch instead of wearing my GP day and night, day and night. Be nice to take it off for the weekend. Yes, I do have other watches. They're not with me. They're in storage right now. I'm not using them. And to tell you the truth, I'm trying to think, what would I wear for the weekend that would be that kind? You know, like I have a Rolex I might wear for the weekend, but I don't know. Don't really want to wear Rolexes again. They're just, people are out there looking for them. 
So I keep looking and I'm thinking, remember what my price point is. So I'm looking at stuff that's going to be reasonable and I'm trying to punch up, meaning I'm going to spend this much, but I want to get something of value that's worth a lot more for that money. That's what I'm really trying to do. And it's got to turn me on and it's got to be a name that, that is a recognized good name that I would be proud to wear. I can buy all kinds of cheaper stuff, but I'm not proud to wear it. So what good is it? I mean, why do I want it if I don't want to wear it? If I'm not going to enjoy it, what the hell? So hold on one sec. I'm trying to find the list of some of the other ones I looked at. So here's some of the other ones I've been looking at. Uh, brands, I mean. Let's see if I can find it. Because you got to hear some of these names. And it was really surprising what came up. Remember, my my budget is like 300 to, I don't know, 1100 But I really don't want to spend that much. I really don't. Okay, here we go. So here's the ones I started looking at. And they had a lot of stuff, but I don't know. I looked at Bulgari or Bulgari. And I, you know what? I found some stuff. It was nice. It just didn't do it for me. I've never, have I ever worn Bulgari? Yeah, I've worn their stuff. It's okay. But their stuff starts looking kind of tired because the same designs over and over and over. Then I looked at a company called Bedat which you probably have never heard of. And it's a jewelry company that makes watches and their stuff is kind of ornate. And I'm looking for something more sporty, even though they had a few things that were okay. They didn't turn me on, but they were okay. They were in the price range, but they weren't sporty. They were more dressy and I really don't need anything dressy. I want something sporty. So I kind of moved on. I went to Beauvais. Now Beauvais, B-O-V-E-T, was a very good company that I used to get their chronographs from the 40s and 50s. They were nice. Two, three register, all big chronographs. They were great. Little did I know, they have morphed into a very expensive watch company where their stuff is very expensive. So I thought, you know, I'll look at it because I, I remember the name. It was a good name. They had nothing in the price, much higher. Then I looked at Breguet. Now, Breguet, they don't really have anything under... 2000 bucks or more. Same thing with Block Pond. Looking at a lot more money. I looked at Chopard, which I really like. There were a couple auctions that were cheap that I could have gotten into, but what's the use? Get into an auction and then get pushed out. Now, remember, the names I'm looking for are offbeat names. They're not Patek Philippe and Audemars because you can't buy in that price range. There's nothing. So I'm not even looking. So then I looked at Gerald Genta, and there's nothing in the price range. Then I started thinking, maybe I should look at some jewelry slash watchmakers like Gubelin. And Gubelin, the stuff that's in the price range, is just ugly. It's old and ugly. So forget it. Then I looked at uh, Graf, which is a very expensive jewelry company. They didn't have anything. And then I ended up looking at Chamay. Now, I've had Shaw maybe in the past. They've had their closeouts. Uh, remember my Rod Stewart story where I had lunch with Rod Stewart? He, that's what he was wearing. It was a beautiful Shaw It looked so nice on him. Shaw is a French jewelry company like the, like the Tiffany of France, right below Cartier. 
They were the official jewelers to Josephine, like Napoleon and Josephine. You heard that name before. And they have some interesting pieces. And they had a chronograph, a diver's chronograph that I really liked. And I came, that was the one I told you was seven, almost 800 bucks. It was over eight out the door. And there were a couple of things that were going for it and a couple of things not going for it. Number one, not going for it is it's quartz. That's no big deal. Quartz watches are cheaper. Um, especially a quartz chronograph. They're a dime a dozen. Yeah, it's Swiss. Yeah, it's better quality. But it's still not. what I, I mean, I liked it. I liked the look of it a lot. It had a beautiful look with the with the black bezel, with the numbers and all that, just like an old skin diver watch. And I am a sucker for old skin diver watches. I love them. I've loved them since I was a kid. So if I can find a beautiful skin diver watch, that reminds me of the ones I used to have when I was a kid. I'm in, I'm in. I told you I have a Zeno one that looks kind of like that. And it's not real expensive. It's a nice watch. Uh, but this would have been better. And the design was very nice. So here's the problems I have. Number one, it had a rubber bracelet, rubber strap, and rubber does not react well to my body. I have a Rolex, and I put the Rolex rubber strap on it, and it didn't, my, my wrist didn't like it. I break out. So that's number one. No, they don't have a band. They, they do have a band on their watch, but the ones with the band are a lot more money. And this was already too high, I thought. Um... Then it has a band where it has an extended, extended center link, whether it's rubber or stainless. It isn't, it doesn't like fit into a spring bar. It's got, it's kind of like a T bar, but the opposite where there's a center piece that you have to fill in. In other words, there's an indentation in the bottom of the watch where the lugs are about a third of the entire distance of the lugs and it's an open space where something fits in there and that's where the pin goes in kind of like the overseas the vacheron overseas has the same kind of thing it has problems when you have that to me number one is you don't have the entire width of the band holding the watch together with a pin you only have a little part and that to me sounds structurally weak like you could lose your watch and you know what? It is possible. But this watch comes with one of those rubber straps that looks like a president band, but in black rubber. It's a good look. It looks really cool. Um, and I was going to get it. But then, but then I can't get a band for it. The band for that watch is $350, a replacement. Can you believe that? which is ridiculous. That's one of the things you have to look for when you look at watches. Can I replace the band, especially on newer watches? Some of these models, you can only use their band and they can be very expensive. You know, like this, uh, Chalmay, their band is 350 bucks. That alone would turn me off. So I started looking for replacement bands to see if I could find something. And I found stuff that I think is close, but, when you're looking on a picture, it's really hard to tell. Like, what's the width of that center extended section on the on the strap or the band or the bracelet? What's the width? What fits into there? 
because I'm looking at different straps and their little width is eight millimeters, nine millimeters. They have that center extended section from, you can't get the original because it's too expensive. So you're looking at aftermarket and nobody makes aftermarket for this watch. Not that I can find, but they make other ones. So on web one website, it said uh, 25 millimeter width. Another website said 28 millimeter width. So I'm thinking, what is it? So I go on looking at 28 millimeter width and I look, go look at uh, 25 and I find bands that look like they could fit. They're not exactly the same. They're not the president looking. They're more flat and streamlined, but they still look nice. I see them on other watches. They look good. So unless I buy the watch, I'm not buying the band. And the band that was on the watch was short. I saw two versions of the watch and it said, both of them said 7.1 and 7.3 inches. And my wrist is bigger than that. So you're going to buy a watch you can't wear, which is horrible. And that's happened to me before. I buy a watch and it's short and I didn't realize it. And now I got to scramble to find links or another band or something. So I kept thinking about that one and thinking about that one. And then something else popped up. And what popped up is a eBell Explorer, which I've always had a fondness for. I've never owned one. They're from the 90s, 2000s. And they have one called the Discovery. And it's got a really cool dial in blue or red or black or white. And I just happened to look. Said, I'll take a look at eBell since I'm not having a lot of luck in any of these other companies. I'll drop a little bit. Okay, well, I got to go. I ended up with the eBell, but I got to go run out of time. It's been a pleasure. Don't forget to follow me on all the different things Lee Jackson Watches 